Clemson Tigers podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. Welcome in, everyone, to the all-in Clemson Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Riley Hughes, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Carter Hughes. What's going on, everybody? Real quick, before we get started, I want to let you guys know that we're going to be recording on Mondays our preview or recap episode of the game that took place earlier weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Really stumbled there with the recap preview aspect of this. (laughs) Yes, and then Thursdays, we'll continue our normal episodes of previewing the games and all of our other fun stuff. Of course, we're not going anywhere. We're just splitting up our episodes because we're More realizing us. that they were super long. And we talk a lot. We do about, about a lot of absolutely stuff. nothing. Exactly. And we're going to continue that trend. <laughs> but on Monday, you can hear even more of that nonsense. Uh, we will be recapping all the games. We recap the Charlotte game. If by some chance you want to go back and listen to that. I know it's been a while. Or you could just wait until this Monday. And you could hear the UNC recap that we're going to have. Just listen to them both. I'm sure you guys have nothing else to do. That's right. Exactly. But to remind yourself, you should definitely, most certainly, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We are there. We are always there. Everywhere. And while you're there, maybe leave us a positive review as well. That would just be so encouraging to our hearts. <laughs> knowing that we have... We need some encouragement. A few fans <laughs> out there, at least. We have a few already. Trust me. All right, so the nonsense that we have to bring to you today, we'll start with one of them. Actually, we have some amazing Dabo quotes today. Mm. It's, he was pretty funny this week. We'll start, we'll start with this one right here. It's such a great... <laughs> what is he even talking great about? Great clip there. Uh, I love how he starts whispering. Like, the media... Like, he's telling a secret. Like, he doesn't want anyone to hear it. But, Dabo, you're, it's your press conference. Everyone heard it. So, my question <laughs> for you, Carter, here today is... What's the rhetoric that he's hearing from the ma- the media? And who's the team that's terrible? That the media is saying is great. Every other team that's not named Clemson. (laughs) (laughs) Way to cover all the bases there. Uh, Yeah, my my two guesses would be the SEC, because he's been taking shots at the SEC all year. And the most obvious one is Alabama. I mean, this is an obvious shot at Alabama. Am I right? Of course I'm right. Sure. Yeah, you go with that. Yeah, whatever. What else we got, Dabo? Uh, Do you think... Actually, before we move on, do you think we're part of the media that Dabo is listening to? He's hearing the rhetoric? No. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Uh, And this is probably why, because we do things like this. Listen to this quote-ish thing. Uh, But, you know, we was pretty quick that, you know, we were, they weren't, uh, we were over, they were overmatched. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, let's just play that again real quick. Uh, But, you know, we was pretty quick that, you know, we were, they weren't. Uh, we were over. They were overmatched. <laughs> what is he I'm trying so to sorry, say? Dabo, but that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that, you know, quick uh, overmatched. That's all I got out of it. I only laugh because I can relate to that moment with Dabo. That's the way I feel. I talk all the time. 
that's that's basically us on this podcast. It's exactly us on this podcast. We just don't get paid millions of dollars to do it. Dad well, not yet, but we will. <laughs> yeah, we will. All right, let's go ahead and just jump around the program right now. Let's do it. Let's hop into it. It's always a big news week for the Clemson Tigers. Let's go around the program and discuss the biggest stories. We have a few fun stories to cover here. It hasn't been, it's been a pretty quiet week, actually. Every Whenever you play a team like Charlotte, not a whole lot comes out. That's, that's probably good, though. I guess we're talking about us. you after the game, then that means it's probably bad. Yeah, but I we need something to talk about. We do. That's why we always find random stuff. That's right. We do have stuff to talk about. The first thing that we want to talk about, the uh, big storyline coming to this week, is that Justin Ross, who did not make an appearance last week against Charlotte, even though 111 of his teammates did. <laughs> we really needed him, though. Yeah, we really needed him. No, he's been out with a slight hip flexor. Do you know what that is? I'm not particularly sure what that is. That is in your hip. Ah, thank you. When it I figured since you're studying to become a nurse, you might know that, but maybe next year. You got me. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, he is expected to be back this year, or this year, this week. Uh, he'll He's expected to play against UNC this week, so that's great to see. So that's a big storyline right now. And I can see you're looking up hip flexor. I am right I now. Can't I can't filibuster anymore. We'll, co- we'll circle back around to that. The next story that we wanted to talk about was a famous person gave, well, not a shout out really, but they, uh, was paying attention to Clemson's post-game celebration this week. And that person was Cardi B. Do you, Boy. Do you listen to Cardi B? No. <laughs> I don't know a single one of her songs myself, but I hear she's famous. <laughs> and she asked on Twitter, uh, she responded to a video that came out about the Charlotte postgame celebration in the, lo- in the Clemson locker room, and they were listening to one of her songs. I forget which one. Again, well, how could you forget? Because you don't know any of them. Yeah. All right. You caught me. Uh, anyways, but the most important part of this is that she asked for a jersey, which the official Clemson football Twitter account asked for where they should send it. So who knows? Maybe we'll see Cardi B walking around in a Clemson jersey. How long do you think we have to wait before we can ask for a jersey and get one? (laughs) Forever. That's what I thought. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Unless you rate, subscribe, and review. (laughs) Millions of you. Do it for the jersey. (laughs) Hashtag. (laughs) That's not going to become... That's not going to be turning on Twitter anytime soon. Moving on. ESPN put out an interesting story... Uh, that was titled Inside Clemson Switch from Kelly Bryant to Trevor Lawrence one year later. Did you read this story? No. <laughs> okay, I'll talk about it then. You read, you read the stories, <laughs> I just show up That's and right. talk. <laughs> yeah, no, it was an interesting review of the whole situation last year and kind of how insane it really was. Uh, Hunter Renfro is quoted in the piece, and he mentioned of like he said it was like the craziest week he's ever been through uh, playing football, and he has been on hard knocks mm. <laughs> at the Raiders, and his teammate teammate was AB. I don't know if those quotes came before. Great influence. We'll see, I don't know, but let's just say after for the sake of my <laughs> argument. Uh, but it was just interesting to kind of review that whole situation, and it kind of humanized 
Kelly Bryant a little bit for me. Um, and he's been maligned, much maligned since then. And he even came up in the news after the whole ring controversy in Davo, not giving him a championship ring and those sort of things. Uh, but it, you know, it, I think you, if you're listening to this, you should go and read that. I just, I had a Davo moment there. Excuse me. I, I, uh, uh, um, but reading over it, it was, it was just really interesting to kind of get an insight into his thoughts about it and just put yourself in his shoes. He sat behind Deshaun Watson for three or four years. I forget. Uh, and then he gets his chance to play and he leads Clemson to the college football playoff. And then he comes in the next season and all of a sudden he's benched in the fourth game, whether that's justified or not, whether, whether, you know, doesn't matter what your opinion is about that. You got to feel bad for the guy. Oh yeah. Cause he waited his entire life really for this moment. And you know, he kept winning by the way. He, you know, he beat Texas A&M <laughs> that year. And I, th- I thought the thing that was most interesting was he said that he, you know, felt almost betrayed in a way. Like he felt like it was his moment and he, not betrayed. That's a, that's the wrong word. He, f- he felt like it was unfair. really. Mm-hmm. And again, you can argue that, um, I tend to think that he shouldn't get a ring. He made the choice. We don't have to discuss that now. And I may have, you know, I can be swayed on that, but you should at least read it. It was, it was cool to kind of look back and see that. And it's hard to believe that it's, it's only been a year. Yeah. So much has happened since then. So I encourage everyone to go out and read that. It's on ESPN. We'll link it on our episode webpage, which of course you can find at clemsonpod.com. We don't say that enough. You can find all our other episodes on there as well at clemsonpod.com as we make up for all of the times we haven't said it (laughs) we'll just keep dropping it now wait where is it stop okay just stop clemsonpod.com too far all right let's go ahead and take an ad break and hopefully you'll be with us still after this ad break (laughs) the big week is upon us the unc week has anyone said that no i'm the first one to it (laughs) (laughs) haha Took me by surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you weren't aware, Clemson plays the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill at Keenan Stadium, 3.30 this Saturday on ABC. And in case you were wondering, it's supposed to be 88 degrees and sunny. Wow. We're going in-depth to this, man. That's right. Well, that was part of the reason we want to split up the episode so we could go really in-depth. So that we could talk about weather? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so after weeks of telling the team telling us that the team is a work in progress, which we've covered breathlessly here and made fun of Dabo for it. This week he went ahead and told us that he now is looking for more consistency from his team. Let's hear what he had to say. We all agree, Dabo. Yes, we do. <laughs> After, I mean, four weeks, and it's fine of saying this team's a work in progress, the offense is a work in progress. It's time that we see some of that progress. Mm-hmm. And even though they've been crushing teams, I would like to continue to see it for the rest of the season. Is that too much to ask? I don't think so. Because <laughs> at some point it's going to come to a head where every week you're going to be like, oh, we're going to turn it on at some point. And you say that about everything. Just procrastination, I think. Yeah. Coming from a college student. 
He's not doing his homework right now. You are an expert at that. Yes, I am. That's right. Yeah, it would just be – anyway, I guess it's mostly from the offense. The, the defense has been great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I'm glad he's at least saying that now, so maybe that will motivate the team in general just to continue to progress because from here on out, it's going to be really easy for Clemson and everyone on the team to just kind of assume – that they're going to win the rest of these games. Yeah, and maybe it's just Dabo's little warning that he's not going to take it so easy on them from yeah. here on out. Yeah, and actually last week was a really good reminder of how everyone on the team needs to be prepared because if the uh, 111th man is going to get into the game and needs to be prepared because he doesn't know you know, there's a chance that he may get into the game, eh, it's a good reminder. I, mm-hmm. Dabo's a good coach. He knows what he's talking yeah. about. Uh, but that was just, I think, good. Good to hear from him. Yeah. An interesting storyline coming into this game is the Mac Brown and Dabo friendship. Why do I feel like we go through this every week that Dabo is friends with the opposing coach? Uh, if you want to hear something interesting, you know how I took it to Dabo last week for texting the opposing coach? Yeah. He's at it again this week. Oh, boy. Well, he's not at it yet. So I guess there's still time. Don't do it, Dabo. Don't do it. But he said Friday night he's going to text Mac Brown and ask him, well, okay, there's some backstory to this. I, I wasn't going to play the clip because I didn't think we had time, so now I'm just going to take the time to explain it instead. Even better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, when Matt Brown was an analyst on ESPN, he would text Dabo and ask him for like the keys of the game and, and those sort of things every Friday night before, before the game. And so Dabo said he's going to return the favor and ask how they're planning on stopping Clemson this week. There you go. Uh, but... The more interesting thing that I wanted to get to was their friendship. And they seem to act, I mean, they seem to have a, a pretty vibrant friendship that mm-hmm. they've created uh, over the last decade. And it all started when uh, Dabo became, first became the Clemson coach. And the summer after his first season, I believe is what it was, he actually asked Mac Brown if he could come visit him in Texas when he was coaching at Texas. And um, the Longhorns were one of the powerhouses in college football were that was a long time ago. They're good right now. Never mind. Yeah. They're okay. (laughs) They're right. Uh, And actually Dabo said that he texted a lot of coaches throughout the country and no one really got back to him except for Mac Brown. And he allowed all the coaching staff to come out and, and watch him practice. And Dabo was able to uh, pick Mac Brown's brain a little bit and, and find out some of his secrets. And since then they've kept up to date and, they're very similar in a lot of respects, actually, um, just personality-wise and how they treat players, I think, is where most people find mm-hmm. the overlap in their philosophy. But, you know, it's just interesting to see two good coaches and two good guys um, face each other this year. Yeah, I mean, that's good to see. Yeah, and I like to see them both do well, obviously. I like Matt Just Brown. not be friends with each other, apparently. Well, I don't want him texting during game week, but everyone knows that already. And actually, some another interesting storyline coming to this is that Dabo has only played North Carolina at North Carolina one other time, and they lost that game. Uh, so this is Dabo's chance to win a game in Chapel Hill for the first Ooh. time. What do you know? <laughs> we dug deep for that one. All right, so let's go ahead and do a little profile on UNC. What's their season been like so far? Coming into this game, who are they? What's their identity? Well, they're ranked 51st in ESPN's FPI rankings. That's the football power index. So they're kind of middle of the pack. And as I kind of start listing off a few of these things, you're going to find 
that they're kind of middle of the pack in all of these things as well. On offense, let's start on the offensive side. Uh, they rank 55th in the SP Plus rankings. They're averaging 25 points a game, which is 96th in the country, which is worse than <laughs> a little worse than average. Um, they're at you know they're 69th in yards per game. Um, they have a better passing game than they do a rushing game. They're averaging 262 yards a game, which is good for 53rd in the country. Their quarterback Sam Howell was actually recruited by Clemson, and he's been playing pretty well this year um, so far. And he's accounted for all but one of North Carolina's touchdowns wow. so far this season. So I'm thinking that maybe the coaching staff should emphasize stopping Sam Howell this week. That would probably help <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so nine of those touchdowns, he's accounted for ten. Nine of them are passing, one one rushing. Uh, and he's been really fantastic in the fourth quarter. He's completed over 70% of his passes over ten yards in the fourth quarter. And we'll talk about their fourth quarters here in a minute. Uh, but he's mobile. He's a good passer. And he has some playmakers on the outside who aren't hurt. And some are. Again, we'll talk about that in a second. But Clemson's been really good against the pass this year. They've only given up two passing touchdowns. They've only given up four touchdowns in general. And none in the first half. Nah, you beat me to <laughs> it. Ah. <laughs> We're just going to keep saying that until it actually happens. It's going to be our one. And guess what? We still didn't find out who the other two teams were that haven't given up a touchdown. Thanks for reminding everybody about that. So I think point number one is that they're going to need to stop the pass at this point. But Dabo did say this week that he thinks that North Carolina's running back unit, the the running backs you play, is the best that they face they've faced so far this year. He said that last week the Charlotte running back was the best running back that they've faced this year. Mm -hmm. But he thinks this is the best group of running Duo. backs. Yeah. Um, which is funny because they're ranked seventy fourth in the country in rushing yards per game. But it sounds like they have some talent back there. <clears throat> and they could maybe bust a few good runs. Uh, but their offensive line isn't very good at all. <clears throat> and they've allowed the fourth most sacks in the country. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know that we brought to you, we told you that Clemson should eat up Texas A&M's offensive line. And they did. We said, <laughs> and uh, I guess this isn't all that impressive. We said they should eat up Charlotte's offensive line. And we they were, did. I think we're the only ones that were saying that that week. Most definitely. <laughs> Uh, so let's just go for a three-peat here and say Clemson's defensive line should dominate this offensive line. I have no doubt that they will. And what makes it even worse is that North Carolina's uh, offensive tackle, one of their offensive tackles, Charlie Heck, great name, is a game-time decision with a hand injury. And he's the only upperclassman starting on the offensive line right now. So if he doesn't play that line will literally be full of underclassmen. And Not much experience there. Yeah. Even better for Clemson. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I think that's – I'm not too concerned about them getting a pass rush, but it makes me feel better knowing that they're going up a, against an offensive line that's given up so many sacks so far. Yeah, and the pass rush I think will uh, solve all the other problems with – North Carolina's quarterback. Yeah. I mean, and it's just that easy. <laughs> if Clemson is able to get ahead in this game, too, they're going to be throwing, chucking the ball around a lot. Mm -hmm. They haven't been good on third down, and I think sacks probably contribute to this. They're only, they've only converted 27% of their third down so far this year, which is bad for 123rd in the country. 
not very, not very good. And they've turned the ball over five times as well, two interceptions, three fumbles. All to say, they've actually been okay this year. It was funny listening to uh, Coach Mac, Mac Daddy, talk about uh, the the season so far. It was funny because he was saying he was very honest. It's kind of it was kind of refreshing to hear from him. But he was he th- he said he was surprised because he expected the team to either come come into this game 0 4 or 1 and 3 or at the very best 2 and 2 which they are but what was funny was he said he thought that they would win the two games that they've lost yeah. and lose the two games that they've won <laughs> so he's still trying to figure out their identity a little bit and this is his first season he's a great coach but he hasn't been able to recruit he hasn't been able to get much of a class come in and so they're they're pretty thin mm-hmm. all around and they are they do have a lot of injuries as well um, to some playmakers on the outside, they have a couple wide receiver, wide receivers who have some injuries, and again the offensive line as well, and a defensive back and a defensive lineman. So overall, I think just looking at all of this, it's just a kind of a rebuilding year for them. Yeah. So yeah. So I think maybe I, my initial thought coming into this game was, oh, maybe this will be a good game. North Carolina has looked better than I expected, but they've kind of fallen back down to earth. They lost to Appalachian State last week. They they lost to Wake Forest. Um, but I mean, they started out the season well, but like you said, yeah, they've lost to some, they sort of lost teams. that momentum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can go ahead and talk about that. We'll circle back around to their defense here in a second, but all their games have actually been a one score game and their wins and losses. They've all been within one score. They've trailed. This is interesting. They've trailed every game heading into the fourth quarter. <laughs> um, it's, I don't know. I mean, that shows that they're at least resilient. And they've been outscored in every quarter except for the fourth quarter this season. I went ahead and tallied up all their quarters, just like all four games. I totaled up the score for each quarter. And Mac Brown talked about this leading up to this game. And in this week, he said that their second quarter has been terrible. They've started the game okay, but then the second quarter has been bad. And then the third quarter hasn't been good either. And then they rebound really well in the fourth quarter. A little quarter. too late. <laughs> yeah, he kept talking about how they were so inconsistent. They would get really mm-hmm. high and then get low. And he's right. They've been outscored 41-13 to 13 in the second quarter. But they've outscored opponents 45-9 to nine in the fourth quarter. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's quite the difference. So they've made up all, their, all the ground they've lost <laughs> throughout the game. They usually make it up in the fourth quarter. They have so far this year. But comparing it to Clemson's quarters, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, and Clemson's <laughs> quarters are obviously dominant. But the first, and I'll just read them off because they're interesting. But the first quarter for Clemson, Clemson has yet to give up any points in the first quarter. 45 nothing. Wow. it's That's crazy. Their second quarter, the quarter that North Carolina struggles in, they've outscored opponents 55-12. to 12. So Look for a big second quarter is what I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy. And this is... Obviously, what coaches tell teams every week, but start early. You know, get out ahead fast. Yeah. Start fast. Start quick. And I think that's even more important this game. And uh, Clemson has the other two quarters. Or excuse me. Yeah, the other two quarters. The third quarter, they outscored opponents thirty-eight to fourteen. And the fourth, it's been thirty-one to fourteen. So all around dominance from Clemson, mm-hmm. but especially in the first half, they've been piling piling it on there. Um. So. This should be a game where the offense should be able to have some success because North Carolina's 
defense is ranked 76 in the SP plus rankings in the country. Not that great. They're allowing 25 points a game. They're actually allowing more points than they're scoring, averaging. Um, well, that makes sense because they're losing games. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, they also won a couple of games. Continue, continue. <laughs> Ignore me. Uh, they're giving up almost 400 yards a game. Um, they've been better against the pass than the run in the rankings. So maybe ETN will kind of be able to get back on track and and um, maybe get over 100 yards for the first time and I think since the Georgia Tech game, if I'm correct about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've only forced four turnovers, which, and they've all been interceptions, and they only have 10 total sacks this season. So <clears throat> overall, they're kind of an average defense, really. Yeah. So I mean this I mean this is probably the average type of defense that Clemson is going to be facing for the, the rest, rest of the season, season exactly, in the ACC. Yeah. I would love to see them put up a lot of points. I think everyone expects them to. Right now the line is they're a 27 point favorite. That could go up or down and you know the last day before the game here. But yeah, I mean they're almost four touchdown favorites <laughs> and they have a 94.4% chance of winning. I mean Everything's lining up, reading off all these stats and everything. It's just playing right in the hands of Clemson. They just have to go out and perform, actually. Exactly. So that's all they have to do. Exactly. And Clemson doesn't have any real major injuries. And as long as everyone feels sharp after sitting for most of the game, <laughs> which was a topic of conversation this week. I mean, Trevor Lawrence played a quarter and a snap. So I was surprised how early they did take out the starters. What do you think about that? I mean, obviously you don't want them to get hurt, but at the same time, there's so few games in a season that, and they have been struggling. I'm thinking more of the offensive side. It's been struggling a little bit. Then just leave them in for the half. And then, because he's still second half, give it to the backups after that point, but just let them play for the first half, see if they can get something going. But I thought just playing basically the first quarter, that's like an NFL preseason game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was sort of like a pre- if there was ever a preseason game in college, it's probably against Charlotte. No offense. I mean, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see if they come out fast. And really, I think what we want to see for the rest of the season is just Clemson to put away opponents quickly mm-hmm. and to put them, out of their, put them out of their misery right away. Don't give them an opportunity because yeah. some team will take it. Yeah, shut that hope down right away and, and uh, win the game. Let's get back healthy to – Next next week is actually a bye week, uh, so they'll have time to get healthy. And this that's a concern really coming into a game like this. You know, you have the bye week next week. Players usually tend to look ahead at that point and not, you know, focus on the game ahead because they're thinking about what they'll do the next week. I think the coaches will have them ready. Yeah, obviously, and, and not worried about that. Yeah, it won't be a big deal. And for those of you who wonder about how teams prepare against Clemson. There was a great story in The Athletic this week about how Charlotte tried their best, (laughs) their darndest, to (laughs) prepare against Clemson. And Charlotte allowed the writers of the story to follow them through their game planning. And, I mean, it's tough. Clemson has a ton of weapons. It was mostly on, you know, they were trying to figure out how to stop the offense. And it's it's impossible. You you try to take the pass away, they run the ball and vice versa. It's it's just impossible. Yeah. There's so many weapons. And uh, I just thought that was interesting. You should certainly go read that and find out 
the nightmare that teams like UNC, I'm sure, is having right now <laughs> trying to game plan against this offense and this Tigers team. So that's our preview. We'll see what happens. All right. In the meantime, let's visit with Becky. She is over here, and she's excited to ask us our questions for our most favorite game, Clemson or Clemson out. Let's get started with it. Time for Briley and Carter to answer the important questions surrounding the Clemson Tigers in a little game we like to call Clems in or Clems out. Let's hop right into it, Becky. What's the first question that you have for us this week? In or out, does a week schedule actually make Clemson better? Okay, so this is an interesting question because I read a story this week of why Clemson's week schedule actually makes Clemson better. And that title caught my attention for (laughs) obvious reasons. And some of the reasoning was more players are getting experience, which leads to better depth, which means that your star players don't have to play as long well if i mean they're winning the games by a lot so Mm -hmm. those players don't have to play as long which means they're healthy everyone's happy so on and so on and so on so it's kind of a trade-off of your team the players you know er excuse me everything's deeper the more players have experience they're ready to go but you're also not being challenged throughout the season now, last season, that wasn't an issue at all. Clemson wasn't really challenged much of the season, and they came into the playoff, and they kicked butt. So maybe that's not an issue, but uh, I'm going to be Clemson out on this. I think it's good for a team to be at least a little challenged from a high-level opponent. And I guess maybe Texas A&M is. I don't know. I don't think Texas A&M is all that great. I, I don't think I they're as good that, as most yeah. people thought they were going to be. So I'm going to be Clemson out on this, despite the benefits of it. I'm out on this. Yeah, I mean, there's benefits for it, but I don't consider those like the most important benefits that you can have for a football team, though. I mean, let's face it, the 100 to 111th player playing a game is not <laughs> going to affect you winning a championship. So, and then just the side of it, like having a weaker schedule. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but think of these teams that are coming from like non-conference or power conference uh, conferences, and they come in and play these other teams that obviously have been playing in a power five conference, and they just get destroyed. Obviously, they don't have, might not have much, much talent, but they're also just not playing the same competition, so they're not used to it. Now, Clemson's obviously been used to all that talent that they played before, so I don't think it's going to hurt them too bad. But I'm going to actually, yeah, I'm going to be Clemson out on it as well. Yeah, it's not their fault. It's yeah. the schedule. They tried. They they scheduled Texas A and M, but the ACC sucks this year. I mean, Clemson doesn't matter what the Clemson schedule is as long as they're ranked in the top five at oh, the yeah. end of the year. They they just have to win out. It doesn't matter who they play. I mean, exactly. And they're crushing teams. You can't you can't yeah. ask them to do more. They're doing all the right things so far. But I just kind of disagree with that take. All right, what's next? Next question. In or out, could Clemson have scored 100 points on Charlotte? We asked this question because Dabo had to say this after the Charlotte game. We want to beat the opponent, but we don't want to embarrass anybody. I mean, that's not that's not the objective. Um, I mean, obviously, we could have scored 100 points. 
if we if we leave Trevor Lawrence out there and he could have had all kind of stats and could be written up for the Heisman this week. But that's we ain't interested in that. Now you and I both raised our eyebrows when he when he said that, and we'll get to the Heisman stuff. Don't you worry. In the next question, but <laughs> they obviously could have scored 100 points. That's what that's what Dabo had to say. I'm Clems out on this. No, no, you, no. no surprise. Nice try, Dabo, but. Watch your mouth. You shouldn't say that. And I like how he said that right after he said, well, we're not here to embarrass teams. And then you say you could have scored 100 points on Charlotte. That's embarrassing. You shouldn't say that about a team. Clemps out. Yeah, I'm normally the guy who likes people being cocky and all of that. But that's more of the players. Like, what is Dabo doing? Like, <laughs> what is he there to be cocky about that you could put 100 up on Charlotte? First off, you can't, even if you left Trevor Lawrence. And when's the last time college football team has scored 100 points i should have looked it up but i'm sure there's maybe one instance it's just a ridiculous comment he needs to walk it back a little bit i'd say oh so are you calling for a public apology are you demanding an (laughs) apology not quite just this is the podcast that keeps dabo sweeney accountable i want to let you know you're the one who keeps dabo sweeney accountable (laughs) it sounds like you're on the train with me now yeah whatever yeah i'm I'm Clemps out. There's no way they could score 100 points, even if they tried. Perfect. All right, so we are 0 for 4. Clemps out on everything. <laughs> Let's hope the next one is a little bit better for us. Next question. Next question. In or out, should Dabo and the coaching staff care more about individual awards like the Heisman Trophy? And before we tell you what we think of this question, you should know that you can vote on this very question on Twitter, at Clemson Podcast. Find us on Twitter. And we're also on Facebook. Everywhere. We're everywhere. We have an Instagram. Nothing has been posted there. <laughs> Come back about, later. Don't worry about that you one You should right definitely, now. though, find us on Facebook <laughs> and Twitter. But you can vote specifically on Twitter at Clemson Podcast. Like and subscribe. <laughs> there we go. I am going to be Clemson in on this. I think it's important to remember that every player's morale is is important okay but not every player is created equal as well so though it's great and it is a fun story to hear that 111 players got into the game against charlotte your star player only played a quarter and a snap that player who was i'm talking about trevor lawrence not to be confused with our trevor obviously who happens all the time won't come to the mic uh but (laughs) i lost my train of thought this player who came into the season, the favorite Heisman Trophy candidate, <laughs> and he probably expected it. And you can't, like, as much as he wants to say that he doesn't care, he doesn't care. I mean, it's got to be a little disappointing that he's not in the lead for the Heisman race right now. It's not even in the discussion anymore. No, he's not in the <laughs> discussion anymore. Um, I think it's important that you keep Trevor Lawrence happy and more so than the... 20 walk-ons that you let play in the game and again I don't want to necessarily necessarily critique that because it's a great story it's great to let all those players play but man you like if if you ever if you take away the opportunity for players to win the Heisman you're going to lose some talent in the future because players are going to know they can't there's no shot of them winning the Heisman if they come to Clemson so I'm I'm Clemson that the coaches need to take it into consideration maybe you don't need to say it publicly but you need to think about it. Hey, Trevor Lawrence is a great player. He should be in the Heisman talk. I mean, his play hasn't shown it this year. Part of that is his own fault. 
But part of it is he only he played a quarter last game. You can't win the Heisman if you do that. I'm Clemson. Yeah. I need to pay more attention to it. I, I mean, I see where you're coming from on that. Obviously, the main goal of the football team is to win the national championship. Now, winning some of these side awards is great and stuff for these individuals. But, like, as a coaching staff, that can't be... Like, and I know you're not saying it's their main focus. Yeah, but you, you did just say earlier that how does it help you win a championship to play your walk-ons? I understand. Uh, I got you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't I mean, know where I'm going with. It. Like, I it, see it, both sides of it. I, I do see both sides of it, but I get a little sick of the idea that, oh, you know, when Trevor Lawrence says, "Oh, I don't care. I care about the team most." Good for him. Good for him. Okay. But we all know it's only human. Yeah. Let's obviously, be honest. He's he's just he cares about it a little bit. Yeah. So let's keep him motivated and keep him honest. What does Trevor Lawrence have to play for this season at this point? I mean, he wants to win a championship. I'm not questioning his motivation necessarily. What I'm saying as a coaching staff, if you want Trevor Lawrence to be as good as he possibly can, maybe dangle the carrot of the Heisman Trophy in front of him. What better motivation could there be for a single player? That's just my take. I know there are different sides of this, but... Yeah, like, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I just think as a coaching staff, you can't put too much emphasis on it. But at the same time, a big part, I think, is recruiting that has to do with it. But it's just a balance. You can't overemphasize it, but you can't underemphasize it. I also think, like, I think Trevor Lawrence has plenty of motivation already, though. I mean, he's supposed to be the number one overall draft pick, which is more important than the Heisman. I mean, think of all the millions of dollars that he just waiting for. Yeah, but he can't be drafted this year. He can win the Heisman this year. Gotcha again. Nah. All right, I win that. A little bonus... You're not going to let me say if I'm Clemson or Clemson out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You're Clemson out. I know. Yes, I'm Clemson out. Just want to make sure I said that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Let's have a little bonus question here, and I'll just ask you. Do you think we just said that Trevor Lawrence is out of the, out of the Heisman race? <clears throat> Do you think there's any chance he gets back into it this season? I'd say no, just because of all the other players that are just going off right now. Unless, obviously, they fall off the charts as well. But with how poorly he started this season, I don't think he can really recover as much from that. Yeah, I think it's it would take a really special end of the season. Because here, let me just give you a little update on it. Here, the, the front runners are Tua, Joe Burrow, and Hurts. <laughs> These guys are putting up crazy numbers. Uh, Tua ha- is, has a 1,300 yards, 17 touchdowns, no picks. 77% completion rate. Joe Burrow... Where did he come from? 80% completion percentage. (laughs) Over 1,500 yards, 17 touchdowns, and two picks. Amazing. And then, oh, just Jalen Hurts over here. He's completing 80% of his passes for 880 yards, nine touchdowns, and zero picks. He's running the ball a lot. Yeah, and I didn't count his rushing stats in here, but he's rushing it. Trevor Lawrence uh, looks pitiful in comparison. He's played fine, okay? I'm not trying I'm not saying that his performance is pitiful, but his stats aren't great. 62% completion, 925 yards, seven touchdowns, five picks. Actually, <laughs> we were watching Sports Center right before this and they said that Trevor Lawrence is 116th in the FBS in uh, interception rate. He's thrown an interception on 5% of his passes, which is out of 126 eligible players for that stat, he's 116th. Not great. He needs to get better. But I guess there is a chance he, if he just goes off at the end of the season, 
and they win the championship, like they're obviously the best team in the country, or yeah. people assume that they're be- they're the best team in the country. And if he's the best player on the best team in the country, in these stats, he starts catching up here. There's a chance, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I'll be clumps out on that as well. Same. All right, that was a really negative segment for us. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's normal yeah, not for me. Our fault. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Becky, for terrible questions again. Not really. <laughs> Thanks for coming up with them. We appreciate it. That's a good place as any to go ahead and close up shop on this episode. Actually, we do have one more thing to get to. Prediction for this game. What you got? What's your prediction? Uh, well, obviously Clemson winning. Um, I'm going to go 42-21 Clemson. I'm looking for, hopefully, let's go Trevor Lawrence, no interception game. Oh, I like it. That's and what I'm most looking for. Nine passes this game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really just the main focus I'm looking at. I just want to see him play a complete game with no interceptions. Okay, thanks for that extra hot take right at the end. No interceptions. <laughs> I also think they're going to score somewhere in the 40s, probably 45 points. And I've been predicting for the last few weeks that teams will put up points on this defense. Why are you hating on them, man? <clears throat> I don't know. So this week, I'm going to say that North Carolina only scores seven or ten points. They're not going to put up many points, which obviously means that North Carolina is going to put up points. It's going to put up week. 21. Of course. That's right. Yes. You're right. <laughs> That's the way it's going to work. One of us has to be right when it comes That's to this. That's right. All right. Well, why don't you tell us what you think? You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, at Clemson Podcast. You can find all our episodes on our website, uh, ClemsonPod.com. I get them confused. They're different. ClemsonPod.com. And as always... You should follow us on, or you should subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, especially because this Monday, our second ever recap will be coming your way. We'll recap the North Carolina game. We'll go in depth and we'll tell you all the takeaways that you need to know from this game. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on Monday. See you later. in on the best Clemson podcast around by subscribing on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, it'd be cool if you left us a positive review. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Join our community of all-in Clemson Tiger fans. Just search for Clemson Podcast. This was the All-In Clemson Tigers podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. Clemson Tigers.